Hi, everyone. John Branning here, welcoming you for the penultimate, I hope, episode of my podcast, This Week at the Trump Poems. This episode is for the week ending January 16th, 2021. It was just another ho-hum week as Trump spent his final days in office fulfilling his promise of a smooth, orderly, and seamless transition to the new Biden administration. The only blips in that process were when we learned there is no vaccine reserve, when the final three of 13 federal prisoners was executed, including the first female since 1953, and in what is by now becoming redundant, Trump was impeached again. As the cliche goes, nothing to see here, although personally I think we've seen much too much. But as always, I'm here to put a snarky spin on Trump-related development, so let's get started, shall we? I saw a report on the results of a study showing, after Trump's indefinite suspension from Twitter, election misinformation fell by 73%. I know scrolling through my Twitter feed took far less time than all weeks previous, and Trump did manage to shoehorn in mentions of his various social media bans amidst proclamations renouncing further violence and ensuring that smooth transition he keeps teasing about. My verse about this is named after the Twitter alternative that attracted a conservative audience and, as of this moment, no longer exists. It's called Parlor Games. There's rumors I've sunk into deep, dark depression since Twitter yanked my preferred mode of expression. I've also been kicked off Twitch, Snapchat, and Stripe since the riot took place, also Facebook and Insta. Reddit and YouTube and Apple and TikTok have all taken actions that came as a quick shock. I find their behavior to be down and dirty. A shame that I couldn't nix Section 230. They say that my tweets and my videos nurtured the chaos that those adorned in MAGA merch spurred as into the Capitol building they barged. So, as an accessory, I may be charged. This leads to debate over freedom of speech, a permissible step, or big tech overreach. Are conservative voices now forced into silence because of the tech firm's unholy alliance? If my right to post social media ceases, then I must rely on those dumb press releases. How can I get word out to all my supporters if all I can do is engage with reporters? My fight, Stop the Steal, was still building momentum. A chance into anarchy we might descend some, but that is a risk I was willing to seize, even if it brought government down to its knees. I'm now pushed offline as the right wing discusses if this places our freedoms on par with Russia's. But speech in the social realm isn't protected since it's not the government trying to reject it. Our nation risks being destroyed by great tensions while I attempt end runs around these suspensions. So as I regress back into adolescence, please bask in these edicts that force my quiescence. Trump continued to make half-assed and insincere appeals for the violence that he fomented to stop, reportedly just to help him with the legal arguments that will be offered during his upcoming impeachment trial in the Senate. A verse about the insincerity of his statements is called a riotous success. 
The moment called for reconciliation and some healing. That onslaught I belatedly called heinous. The riot I incited with my calls to stop the stealing, I governed with my head right up my anus. Our tempers must be cooled, and we must have some calm restored. I said those words, but really didn't mean them. Appearing impotence a look that I could ill afford with my flock once I tweeted to convene them. My only goal, ensuring the integrity of votes, with confidence and faith placed in the outcome. Let's all ignore the violence my attitude promotes. No need for panic. Is there any doubt? Some. They've analyzed my speech, my words. They all thought to a T all statements that I've offered were appropriate. Although some in the GOP are now upset with me, most act as though I've given them an opiate. To all of my supporters, you are wonderful, and yet I know you're disappointed, but keep fighting. Our journey's just beginning, so there's no need for regret. The next rebellion, even more exciting. Mike Pence was hailed as a hero by some, although certainly not Trump, for merely adhering to his constitutionally mandated role in certifying the Electoral College tabulations. Subsequently, post-insurrectionist riot, there was a lot of chatter whether Pence would move to invoke the 25th Amendment, along with the members of Trump's rapidly dwindling cabinet, but Pence, ever loyal to Trump despite reportedly being mere seconds away from becoming a victim of the capital violence, finally put that speculation to rest in a letter he sent to House Majority Leader Nancy Pelosi. The Trump poem on this topic is called Passing on My Flunky. Pence is a pussy. I knew he would cave. I spent four years teaching him how to behave. There's no way that he would invoke 25th. To think he'd consider it's merely a myth. Oh, sure. He refused to reverse the election, which made it all his fault last week's insurrection. His lack of support for me means he's a rhino. Support for his hanging, I mean to imply, no. And now, for the second time, I face impeachment. Once more, it's a hoax. Since the Capitol breach went a little too far, now they're saying it's my fault. That I riled the crowd up and too softly cried, halt. But back to Mike Pence. He sent Nancy a letter that said, with so few days left, he thought it better than play what he wrote were political games and said that the Bible supported his claims. Reluctantly, I'll thank Mike Pence, whose sagacity has sidestepped the question of my incapacity. To be impeached twice transcends merely reproachful. The odds I'll last one more week? Mixed. But I'm hopeful. Then, of course, Trump was impeached for the second time, a record he has set and, we all hope, continues to be the only president to hold for the remainder of all time. Unlike impeachment number one, where all the GOP members of the House were unified in voting against the resolution, this time there were 10 Republicans who voted in favor, along with the unanimous Democratic support. My poem about this is called Trial Offer. You know the old adage, once bitten, twice shy. As far as impeachment goes, I'm not that guy. I've just been impeached on a second occasion, 
which stemmed from the Capitol building invasion. The previous effort, of course, was a hoax. Faint memories it now just barely evokes. The GOP showed hardly any support. The Democrats pushed them, but came up way short. But this time, the charges have bred greater passion. More members of Congress, with faces now ashen, believe I incited a rogue insurrection, with 10 from my party now choosing defection. That still leaves a lot of Republicans who are convinced I was wrong, but unsure what to do. They offer alternatives, furnish excuses, use verbal gymnastics to dodge my abuses. And even McConnell says he's undecided regarding his view on what most agree I did. How long will this bid to adjudicate linger? Till then, I'll keep giving our nation the finger. The week's final Trump poem reflects on what they used to call the lighter side of the news. After a report late Friday afternoon that the My Pillow guy, Mike Lindell, he of those obnoxious commercials, shiny satin shirt, prominent cross, and F rating from the Better Business Bureau, was seen leaving the Oval Office carrying a sheath of notes that a Washington Post photographer managed to snap a shot of. The notes were folded in half, but it was clear from what could be seen that Mr. Lindell wanted to offer his thoughts on how to rearrange the deck chairs on the Titanic in order to stave off the inevitable regarding Trump's remaining time in office. This one is called, It's a Sham. (laughs) That's a pillow joke. That fellow who's selling you foam-filled sleep cushions came into my office with ideas for pushing. A last gasp attempt to hold on to my office. He doesn't sell rocking chairs. That's because he's off his. A photo of notes he held, partly obscured, listing talking points he had just made. He assured me the fact I trounced Biden was true. No debating. He's full of what comes out when you're defecating. He said if I shuffled some people around, they'd dig up many Trump votes, all yet to be found. The results announced had at least one tragic flaw. And if that doesn't work, let's declare martial law. I really dig Mike, like me. He's often sued, and the products we hawk have been poorly reviewed. But at this point, it seems everyone's had enough. It means just like his pillows. Perhaps Mike should stuff it. Well, three and a half days remaining, and we're all holding our breath to see what will unfold during these final moments. There are reports of the potential for widespread violence, not just in D.C., but in all state capitals and other so-called soft targets around the country. And therefore, the inauguration has been turned into a 99% virtual event, with the National Mall completely shut down to the public. I speculate the first thing we'll hear from Trump post-inauguration is a statement about how nobody bothered to show up for Biden swearing-in versus the largest of all time crowd for his inauguration. Anyway, barring any further surprises or illegal maneuvers, we're coming up on the final days of the Trump administration and the Trump poems. So I hope you'll join me one last time once we bring it all home. In the meantime, please continue to stay safe and healthy.